Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the holy name of Jesus, Amen. Tonight we recognize the conversion of St. Paul. There's a couple important truths for us to consider as we look at this, as, as we consider this day, I should say. The important thing to note is that St. Paul was a very religious man. He had been trained under Gamaliel II, who was a rabbi of rabbis. It would be kind of like learning to play guitar under Eddie Van Halen. Something like that. An impressive resume St. Paul had. As a matter of fact, as he told us, he was progressing far more rapidly than any of his contemporaries. One of the things that we don't probably remember or know even about uh, the practice of becoming a Jew, or rather growing up as a Jew, especially a male Jew, was that their teaching, their catechesis, initially began by memorizing the Bible. I know, that sounds incredible. They began by memorizing the books of Moses, the first five books. That is, they could recite it by heart. This was expected of all the males, of all the males of at least Paul's classification. And then, after that, they were called to memorize the prophets. And all the way to Micah. And then after that, they were called to memorize the writings that other rabbis had written about the Old Testament, the interpretation. All of this they were expected to know and to have taken to heart and be able to recite on a dime. That's the kind of training Paul had as a Jew. But not only that, he kept all the feasts and festivals, he observed all the rites and rituals, he was zealous, it is said, for his faith. The most religious guy you'd ever meet. So religious was he that when Stephen was being stoned for his blasphemy, that is, confessing Jesus as Lord, St. Paul was standing nearby, he tells us, holding the coats of all the lesser Pharisees there who were throwing the stones to kill St. Stephen, the first martyr. That's the kind of guy Paul was. And people knew St. Paul. Well, he was named, known as Saul, actually, before that. They knew who he was. They knew what he had done. And so when he went to the chief priests to receive special letters so that he could go and arrest those who claimed to be of the way, that is, those who confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, it was no surprise. This is the kind of zealous, religious behavior that you would expect from Saul. 
That's the kind of guy he is. But the problem with his zealous religious character is that his trust was in the wrong place. Now, I don't know if you've heard this recently, but a couple years ago, it was kind of all the rage to say you were spiritual but not religious. You believed in higher powers and movers and shakers in this unseen realms. You believed that there was a right and wrong, you believed, and yet you refused to go to church, you refused to hear the word, or whatever religious tradition. Actually, it was rejection of all traditions, all the religions of this world that man has created too. Spiritual, believing, but believing in pretty much nothing. Spiritual, but not religious. That's not St. Paul. He's spiritual and he's hyper-religious. So hyper-religious that actually the Lord had something in store for him. God the Father had appointed before the creation of the world that St. Paul would be the greatest missionary that the Christian world has ever known. That he would be, as Paul himself says, an apostle, untimely born, late to the party, if you like. But the Lord chose him distinctly to replace the betraying Judas, despite the way that the other eleven had chosen Matthias by lots. So on his way to persecute more Christians, as was his way, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. His persecution of those of the way, those who confessed Jesus Christ, as their Savior, that is a persecution of Jesus himself. When Christians suffer, it's Christ who's suffering with us. Every rejection of the Christian faith is a rejection of Jesus. But again, Jesus said something else in mind for him. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. What a wonderful sign that Jesus gave to St. Paul to show him what he was actually living, which was a life of blindness. Following after blind guides, Jesus says elsewhere, listening to the law, but understanding none of it, confessing the books of Moses, even knowing them by heart, and failing to see that Jesus, whom the Pharisees and scribes and Romans crucified, was the fulfillment of all that word of Scripture. And so he remained blind until God's own prophet Ananias came to him and gave him healing. He laid his hands on him and he told him, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes. He regained his sight, and believing, he rose and was baptized, taking food he was strengthened. 
Everything changed on a dime. And St. Paul had nothing to do with it. The only thing he contributed to his conversion was his sin and unbelief. Well, all sin is unbelief. The only thing he contributed to his conversion is his persecution of Jesus, his hatred of those who followed after Jesus. And yet here's the Lord choosing him, despite his unbelief, despite his persecution of the church, again, to be the greatest missionary that the church has ever known. What is a conversion? <laughs> well, each day, every divine service, you repent of your sins. You turn away from them, from yourself and your selfish desires, back to God, believing in Him. But conversion is something even more, where you turn away, rather than be turned, you are changed. You're no longer even Saul, or gives him a new name, Paul. He's changed from a persecutor of God to a lover of God in Christ Jesus. He's changed from one who cannot, is blind, cannot see Jesus in Jesus' own word, to seeing Jesus in everything that he reads. Notice, he says, or at least St. Luke says in Acts, Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Well, we can look to his epistles and we know exactly how he proves that Jesus is the Christ. He shows us that Christ is the fulfillment of every bit of the Old Testament. And who better to do the job but one like St. Paul, most religious, most knowledgeable in God's Word, and yet most blind, but now seeing. Seeing Christ from Genesis, from the very act of creation being an act of recreation in Jesus. Seeing Christ as the angel who led the people of God through the wilderness and into the Promised Land. Seeing Christ in the burning bush. Seeing Christ as the giver of the law at Sinai. Seeing Christ as the one who brought those dry bones back together, knit them together, and breathed life into them again. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus said. It had to be amazing. This is not the kind of thing that you would ever expect to see. No one makes a 360-degree change in their life like St. Paul. Indeed, no one can, apart from the gift of the Holy Spirit, apart from the miracle of conversion, the miracle of faith given by Jesus. And so that's encouraging for us today. We actually sang St. Paul's words when you sang, Chief of sinners, though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. as quoting Paul. Paul says, even though I was the worst of sinners, hater of God and persecutor of his church, I wasn't beyond saving. The Lord converted me, gave me faith, baptized me in his name, made me his child, despite everything that I brought that hated him. And that also means then that there is hope for all of us, and all for all those who are apart from Christ in his church, even today. And for those who have left the church, for whatever reason. No one is beyond saving. For Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. He died for everyone. 
Only simply follow him, listen to him, receive from him all of his gifts. You'll be saved in his name. St. Paul's conversion is a wonderful gift to us to recognize this evening. Again, because it shows us that no matter what sins we have contributed, the Lord's forgiveness is far greater. And he alone has the power to convert to faith. And he will keep us in the faith until he comes again. May God grant it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.